Hello, and welcome to another installment of I Don't Want to See That with Carrie and Kevin. Welcome back, everybody. Episode five, baby. Woo, that's wrong, but cool. Woo. <laughs> what? Is that episode five? It's episode four, Kevin. It's episode four. Oh, that's right. We watched two movies for one episode. That's right. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. What an idiot. Who would think it was episode five? Uh, only me the first time we recorded this. So thanks, Kevin, for calling me out subtly. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. So we are back with our, our fourth episode. And um, this is actually very true to the roots and the origins of this podcast this movie yeah, we're that go- we're gonna see we're, go- we're going back to our roots uh with uh i don't want to see that episode four for some reason we haven't been true to our roots <laughs> no i, I the, the way that i mean that is um you know our whole first episode we explained that we go see movies together um and mostly they fall into the horror genre and uh we call them hashtag scared shitless sundays because um we don't want to see horror movies but we go see them together um well, and we see them like midday on sundays when it's bright outside well, <laughs> you don't want to see i don't want to see them i i well i mean part of me doesn't want to see them sometimes See? But I do want to see them with you. There have only been there's only been like one movie that I've really not wanted to see. Um, I I really wanted to see Hereditary, and Ooh. we did see that. Ooh. And that movie <laughs> scarred um, you for life. Scarred you really, for life. I, it was a movie that definitely left an impression. And so when uh, Ari Ari Aster is that is yeah, that Ari Aster? Yep. So. When he came out with his follow-up, um, Midsummer, knowing how Hereditary affected me, I was less inclined to see Midsummer, but I knew that I had to see it, and that one was also quite the mind fuck, and another Horrifying. movie that just just <laughs> stuck with me. So, like, there's, I mean, that's the only. I think instance of a horror movie where I was like, I really, I don't want to see it, but I'm going to see it. But yes, true to form, uh, true to our roots. This episode, we're we're kicking off spooky season early. With a Z, spooky season with a Z. Sure. Um, (laughs) We're going to see James Wan's latest flick, Malignant. I really, really don't want to see this, Kevin. I really don't want to see. I it. mean, if you don't want, I mean, Carrie, not you know, listeners, listener. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we do have uh, some fun lined up for uh, our October episodes. Carrie and I have been brainstorming, and Carrie's not going to look forward to, to no. next month at all. No. But we're starting a little bit early because uh, *Malignant* is out now. And yeah, James Wan directed this movie. So folks, I think are pretty familiar uh, with James Wan. Uh, just he's kind of a, a little bit of a household name at this point, I think, uh, as far as movies. He has directed uh, 
the original Saw movie, which was really fantastic. I remember seeing that in high school. Um, in theaters. Did you see it in theaters? Because I, I did. did. Oh. I did. I did. I I also was an annoying teenager and like a, at a really quiet part during the movie uh, in a crowded movie you theater. You were that person. I yelled out, holy fucking shit. <laughs> and everybody laughed in the theater. So, of course, class clown Kevin <laughs> is just so proud of himself. And then it was like this big jump scare moment. So it was like perfect timing too. Oh. Um, but he's also directed uh, Furious 7 from the Fast and Furious franchise. He also directed uh, one of my all-time favorite, if not my all-time favorite horror movie, The Conjuring. Yes. And, and, and its sequel, The Conjuring 2. And then more, more recently, he's directed the Aquaman uh, film and he's coming back for the sequel for that too. So some of those are our, our Scared Shitless Sunday go-tos, I would say, yeah. are, are the Conjuring movies and their spinoffs. Um, just because yeah, I, we I, saw, I, we saw the Conjuring uh, three earlier this year. Yeah, we did. Me. We did before this podcast was a thing. Yeah, that would have been a good one. But um, yeah, I I don't. So so scary movies, Kevin. <laughs> scary movies. We have a very complicated relationship. Um, I am definitely like that grade A chicken um, that does not like to watch scary movies. Um by myself I don't like jump scares I really don't I don't like being scared at all I, I don't like haunted houses I don't like um just not knowing what's going on and yet I seem to go back time and time again to a theater to watch these scary movies so I've seen Saw I saw Saw in high school in the theater you remember that I remember there was a scene where it's like a security camera and Jigsaw goes under the car um, in saw and then I had to walk out to my car by myself so you know just stuff of nightmares right I remember um, I saw the exorcism of Emily Rose in the theater on a first date which is a terrible first date movie ever well terrible for me not but now you're happily Doug. married to Doug it was not with Doug so oh, oh, there you go <laughs> Doug and I Doug and I saw stepbrothers on our first date which is much more that- agreeable that, first date yes, movie so that's a great first date movie um and then with you I think it just it's just fun like we just have fun seeing scary movies I think that I, again dear listener um do not judge me too harshly for my theater etiquette but when Kevin and I go see movies um for scared shitless Sunday and they are scary movies we try to pick like a midday showing where there's no one else in the theater so we can have our visceral reactions kind of out loud and peek through our fingers. And that's what we, we did for hereditary. And my God, did you need it for the last 30 minutes of that movie? That was like, holy moly. Midsummer, I read the script before we went and saw it because I could not handle another hereditary situation. Like I just couldn't do it to myself. So I sought out the script online and I read it and I'm glad I did because once again, but- like like with Midsummer, where I did not go into it uh, knowing anything about it. I don't know anything yeah. about Malignant. And I'll say this, Carrie. Um, we, talk, we touched on it before, but, you know, movie trailers, they're supposed to kind of grab you. That's kind of their, their thing. Yeah. And, you know, when I saw the trailer for Malignant, it really didn't ca- capture me as well as I wanted it to. I was I was in when I saw that it was James Wan. Yes. Uh, because he's, I really like the selling point of this whole right. Thing but like for us. like, I mean, even when I, you know, when I look back at trailers like for The Conjuring, 
which he also did. I mean, there was terror just in like that short, you know, two, three minute trailer. And I wasn't really getting that from, from the trailer for Malignant. Um, so that's part of the reason why it, it became sort of like, I don't want to see it. Um, I'm, I was willing to because James Wan, but like <laughs> it wasn't looking like it was going to be a movie that was like really going to terrify me. But what sold me on wanting to see this movie for this podcast, because I'm not sure that I still want to see it anyway, <laughs> but a lot of the reactionary tweets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that I started seeing when the movie came out, um, I think the, uh, not I think, I, I'll, I pulled them up here. The first two tweets that I sent you when I was suggesting maybe Malignant should be uh, a future episode of I don't want to see that. So uh, the first tweet was, Malignant might be the worst movie I've seen in years. Sheesh. And then I followed it up it's with- harsh. It, very harsh. And then I followed up with this tweet, watched Malignant and started laughing so hard, I woke up my dog. This is the best movie I have ever seen in my life. These are two polar opposite reactions to the same movie, Carrie. It's it's so interesting to me to see the, all of these reactions. Um, you know, a lot of some of them are personal because some of them are from like the people that we both follow that we know from college. Some of them are from other, you know, celebrities or other people that we follow. Um, I've only heard of one person personally who actually liked the movie. Um, shout out to Matt McGuire. Thanks, Tim, for the the tip on his his take. Um, but he he apparently has an affinity for 70s and 80s, what he calls trash horror, which I didn't know that was like a thing, but apparently it is a thing. Um, so, you know, there there are some people that might like it. I'm looking up Rotten Tomatoes right now, actually, just for like kicks and giggles. I just wanted to see what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, while you're looking that up, here's another tweet that I sent you. I'm 10 minutes into Malignant. WTF am I watching lol <laughs> I mean these I, reactions I, I'm it, it, they they're vague enough but they're so yeah strong it, I don't I don't know there's so strong Ron, reactions so Ron Tomatoes has it at a 76 percent on the tomato meter which is strong it's a strong it's it's lower in the audience score it's 53 percent so it's a strong score. I think Conjuring has like an 80% on the tomato meter. So it's not like super far off of the Conjuring. So I'm really interested to, to show it up to see like really, you know, what our reactions are in terms of like, I, I, you know, we're not obviously experts in any sense of the matter, but if it's really worth seeing, if it's a really, I don't want to see that type of movie, or I'm glad I saw it, or I'm not glad I saw it, but Kevin to you, what is like the gold standard of horror movie that you are kind of comparing this to are you going to compare it to another james Bond movie or is there like one horror movie that is like your benchmark well i mean if we're talking about benchmark benchmark horror movies like um, the perfect horror movie to you what that's that? that's got to be hereditary um it is it is the scariest movie i've ever seen um i you know, this movie, that movie came out, what, in 2017, 2018? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
I remember when we saw, and we saw it, like you said, we, we went to like a daytime showing and it stuck with me for the remainder of that day. And I had like, I don't want to say it was like a nightmare, but I definitely had dreams of that movie that night. And like for a movie to have that kind of impact on me, uh, cause I mean, we've seen, you know, a, a pretty fair share of, of horror movies. I, I wouldn't say that we're, you know, we go out of our way to see every single horror movie. We, mm-hmm. we want to see ones that look like they're going to be fun to see together, but we've definitely seen trailers um, from horror movies where we're like, yeah, we're not going to go. There's no reason to see that. That doesn't look yeah, fun. Well, well, especially if they're gore, like I'm not a gore person. I'm not like a, well, and this is going to change. It might change a little <laughs> with our f- spooky season lineup happening. Oh I'm yeah. Not, yeah. It'll I'm change. not really, I'm not really into slashers either. So like, you know, and I say that knowing that I saw saw, but really my standards have changed, but like, I feel like the, the gory like movies that have come out lately have been like, um, the spinoffs of saw and like the, um, the fucking, the grudge. Is that the, no, what's the one, the purge, the purge. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, those movies. And I'm like, hell no. Like that. Yeah, not- I haven't, I have not seen any purge movies for me. I, I like Anyways. horror movies that are like more supernatural. So again, hereditary. And psychological. Yeah. Psychological. Yep. Um, that's why like conjuring is up there, but conjuring was also just a really good movie. James Wan is a really good director and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he knows how to do horror. I didn't really get a sense of those jumps again for the, from the trailer for Malignant. So I'm hoping that they are there, but for me, I'm more interested in seeing this movie because of all of the strong reactions, you know, polar opposite strong reactions for that matter um, that I've seen online. I've also heard that there is some sort of twist in this movie. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see what that twist is. Okay. Um, And, and maybe we, Maybe we spoil it in the second half, but um, that is that is something that <laughs> that uh, apparently comes up in this movie too. So um, I'm looking forward to finding out if I like or strongly dislike this movie. I'm curious to see where I fall uh, in line with some of these other reactionary tweets that I've seen. And I'm just hoping that I can just hold off and not read the plot before I watch it <laughs> so I can Don't have an authentic it. it's so like my urge to actually know what's going on is so strong and it's so hard for me to like sit and just watch horror movies and not well if know it makes you feel on. better like it's so hard. even like the last conjuring we saw I had no idea what was going to go on and that was really hard for me to watch <laughs> if it makes you feel better I mean it sounds like this movie is somewhat absurd and ridiculous so it almost it seems so. like like maybe there's going to be the jump scares for it, but I think if you kind of go into it knowing that people are like, this movie is absurd, it's crazy, it kind of maybe gives you, I mean, again, uh, the the tweet that I sent before um, where it was, watch Malignant, Malignant and started laughing so hard, I woke up and like, yeah, a horror movie that you're just starting to laugh so hard. Like, I'm curious about what in the world is going on in this movie that somebody just started to laugh so hard that they woke up their dog. I hope it's like that. I um I also don't watch horror movies at home because I have like a strict no scary movie rule in my house. <laughs> no, you were about to break that rule. That, yeah, that rule's gonna change, and I'm very upset about that. And I um I don't Doug does not like scary movies either, so it's gonna be. Does Doug like any movies? Mm, comedies 
yeah. I mean, we watch a lot of comedies together. So there's that. So again, stepbrothers, we like stepbrothers. All right. All right. That's like the benchmark there. <laughs> I yeah, just, Justin, Justin won't see horror movies with me. I, that's why you and I see movies together. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we're our movie dates all the time because our, our partners won't tolerate our, <laughs> our movie nonsense. So, and it's their fault. And because of that, it's their fault that this podcast exists. Yep. So thanks, Justin and Doug. <laughs> Yeah, or um, if uh, listeners uh, are not liking what they're hearing, um, they know who to blame. It's Justin and Doug, and they can uh, email, tweet, uh, send those comments. Where again, Carrie? They can reach Doug and Justin <laughs> by emailing idwtstpod at gmail.com or find us on any social media, basically, at idwtstpod. Um, we'd love to have you follow us. You never know what's going to happen. Not a lot as of late, but we'll get on it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right. Well, let's, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go see this movie. We're gonna go watch yeah, it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go see *Malignant*, and Rick. we'll come back and. Uh, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. See how yeah. it went. And we're back. We're back from seeing. We're back. We're back. We're trying to get into spooky season, right? Trying to to make the Halloween vibes come through the radio or wherever you're listening, I suppose. The radio. <laughs> this is we're we're not broadcasting, Carrie. I'm thinking radio as in like somebody's in their car listening if to you're us, just, like if TV, you're just and tuning it's coming, in, it's coming through the radio, right? What are you coming through the speakers? I guess is that more. Or through your headphones? I I don't, I don't I, know. You don't wear headphones when you're commuting, Kevin. Come on, it's been well. Too, it's not been, everybody listens to podcasts while they're commuting, Carrie. Dear listener, Kevin has not commuted to work in over a year and a half, so he forgets how you <laughs> listen to podcasts in your car. You can listen. To, I mean. <laughs> Or if you're if you're a listener in New York and taking the subway, then so, you might be having your headphones on, <laughs> Carrie, Caroline. I said at the top of this that I was referencing when somebody's driving and listening to our podcast. So the whole conversation's just next right now. So because I win, because I said at the top. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Welcome back. We're just going to cut all that out, right, Kevin? <laughs> welcome back. If you're just tuning in, welcome back to I Don't Want to See That with Carrie and Kevin. And we just got back from seeing Malignant. I, and so, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Carrie, we're, we're, we're kind of sticking with this, this format now where we're going to speak on whether or not we actually liked it, was it something worth seeing or, yes. or were we justified in not wanting to see it in the first place? Yes. And then we'll dive a little bit deeper into it. So if people don't want the movie spoiled for themselves, um, maybe they'll, they'll pause and we'll tell them, you know, when we're about to dive into it a little bit deeper. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of recap the movie and parts that we liked and didn't like or yes. whatever just, re- you know, sticks out in our brains. Yep, correct. So, uh, and I, I think, Kevin, I want to start with you and your reactions because okay. I think out of the two of us, you were 
a little bit more on the, I don't want to see it, but I, I will see it kind of, I was like straight up. I don't want to see it. It was a, it was a hard pass for me. So. Yeah. You know, it, it was a movie that, and I, I don't remember if I had specifically said it um, in the first half of this episode, but it was a movie when, when the trailer first came out, because whenever horror movie trailers come out, I always mm-hmm. think about you um, because of our tradition of, of seeing scary movies together. Yep. And so I saw this trailer. I saw it was directed by James Wan. He did The Conjuring. He did Insidious, which I, I actually haven't, haven't seen Insidious, and I mm-hmm. want to see that. Me either. Um, we, should, we should do that, too. Yeah, but that won't be a podcast thing because we want to see it. <laughs> do you, I, I still don't, but that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll let the audience decide. All yeah, right. three of them can uh, <laughs> comment on a poll or something. Anyway, so I was looking forward to it, even though the trailer didn't like super hook me. And then it came out and I started seeing those tweets and a lot of people seemed to not like it. And then some people thought it was just like the most absurd movie ever. And so I, I didn't want to see it, but at the same time, I did want to see it because it just seemed like such a shit show. It's there was a lot of hype around it for sure. There so. was a lot of hype around it. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad I streamed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would have been thrilled to have paid to go see it. <laughs> Nothing against James Wan or the wonderful people who put this movie uh, into action and made it a, a thing. Cause it was still very entertaining at the, at the end of the day, I will say I was True. very entertained by it. I don't know that it hit the mark as far as entertained. And as it, as it, uh, I don't know that it hit the mark as entertaining as a horror movie, but yeah, it yeah. entertained me nonetheless. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Kevin is um, the comparison was made before. I think I referenced it that um, the, the one person that I know, uh, that said that he liked it w- is also a fan of this genre of horror movie that I really didn't know existed. Um, it's called trash horror. Um, it's a, it's a real thing and it's, you know, seventies, eighties horror movies made on a budget, you know, just kind of, um, I don't want to say hokey, but just like kind of has, has these like gags and, you know, the jump scares and everything that you expect that of the kind of like a pulp horror movie. Um, I definitely, and- I definitely got it, Carrie. Um, that intro um, yeah. before they got into like the, you know, the the intro credits and stuff and yes. everything. But that intro scene, I mean, it, it really, I, I mean, when I had that in the back of my mind when you had mentioned trash horror, and I'm watching the intro to this movie, and the way that the dialogue is, the way that the music is going, I definitely got those vibes. Yes. This is trash horror. Yeah. And, and I, um, you know, was definitely in the camp of, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. And, um, I think that Kevin saw Kevin watched it first and then we were, he was texting me about it and, you know, I think it, the hype kind of died down. It made my anxiety levels go down a little bit because I just hate seeing scary movies. So, but, yeah. So, I, so, I when, mean, and then when I saw the introduction, like you said, it was very, like, very cliche horror movie. Like, uh, so to be, so to be clear, Carrie, you're saying you didn't want to see it because you were firmly in the, 
I don't want to see it because it's a horror movie yes. and I don't like horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. And so me and that's see, that's why it felt good texting you about it because yeah. we're obviously seeing this uh, separately from each other, um, which I know you hate because if you're going to have to sit through <laughs> a horror movie, you'd like to have my hand there yes. to squeeze. Yes. And um, yeah, I wanted to like just, you know, kind of without spoiling it for, for you, I was just texting you and just telling you how out of the box, weird, sort of absurd. Yes. This movie was. Yes. And it was, and that's why it was entertaining for me because I stopped looking at it so much as a, this is, you know, this is going to creep me out or this is going to terrify me. And just more of, this is just the weirdest (laughs) shit that I'm watching. And that's, and I think that's what helped me get through it too, is like, I, I knew I knew that my like scared level was down, but my kind of like artsy, like this might be a piece of film that we will remember because of its, you know, interesting creative twist that it has in it. Um, so I liked it. Yeah. Did you, did you end up liking it? Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would like it. Same. Um, but for different reasons. Yeah, I think different reasons on that spectrum. So, so let's uh, let's go. Let's get into the details because I want to talk details with you because it's a, a really interesting movie. So, uh, dear listener, if you would like to watch *Malignant*, this is the time to pause and come back and join us for some spoilers. Um, so, I think, you know, like you said, Kevin, the the introduction was just like textbook, like this textbook horror cliche like class I feel like there's like a book lying around of horror cliches and James Wan picked it up was like I want to put all of these in this movie and he, he does it <laughs> so well honestly because as I was watching the movie I was reminded of how much I appreciate his directing style when it comes to horror movies and yeah. I, you know not to say that he doesn't do a really great job directing other movies I really enjoyed um Furious 7 and um uh, Aquaman as well but uh, when it comes to horror movies, and I, I'm really just basing this again off of the, the, the two Conjuring movies that I've seen of his, and I also saw Saw, but it's been a while yeah. since I've yeah. seen Saw. Right. But he has just, he does really unique camera angles and mm-hmm. pans, the mm-hmm. slow zooms. Mm-hmm. He, he's all about that foggy, creepy setting. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of those jump scares, but the, with the added suspense, like you first you see the jump scare. Uh, and then there's like more suspense and you know something else is coming, but you don't know when. And he just draws it out. Very, very well done. I mean, it's textbook James Wan, I think. Right. And and I think that's where the my biggest question about this movie was, is that it it was imitating the style of trash horror. But was it on purpose or was he doing it because he has like a sense of humor and he was trying to pay like homage to it in a way? You know, that's where I was kind of confused. I was like, OK, is am I supposed to be taking this seriously or am I supposed to be laughing, you know, at, at some of the dialogue or laughing at some of the, you know, the creepy scenes when, you know, the, I mean, the whole twist that happens and the way that the monster is. And it was very like, I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing? Like the, the scene in the precinct, the very end of the movie, when the monster Gabriel is fighting the two police officers and the monster just chucks a chair across the room and it hits the two police. I laughed. I laughed out loud. It was a funny scene to me. Was that on purpose or was that, I don't know. I I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he was, I think, 
I don't know if he was just trying to have some fun with it. Yeah. Not taking himself too seriously, but also at the same time, not doing it in such a way that he's purposely trying to make it hokey. Like you, like you said, um, but what was funny for me is, and I'm just like, sometimes I'm just a complete dunce when about this (laughs) stuff, but like the movie's called malignant and I didn't put two and two together, but like right at the start of the, of the movie, um, we're kind of introduced, you know, sort of off camera or like behind, you know, uh, a barrier or whatever to, to Gabriel. We know that mm-hmm. Gabriel is something. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he's a patient at this, at this uh, health institute or whatever, um, this hospital. And it seems like he's some sort of maybe demonic possession or something. Mm-hmm. We don't get really get a good look at Gabriel. Yeah, the theories and, the theories were flying from me to you when I was watching it. I was like, yeah, it could and, be this, it could be that. So but like at the very start, I mean, uh the the doctor says it's time we cut out the cancer. And then we cut into you know the the opening credits. And but I'm like, okay, cut, cut out the cancer. The movie's called Malignant. Got it. Um, and then spoiler, I mean, we're obviously getting into this, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. You learn more about like why it's very purposeful that it's called malignant, why she is saying it's time we cut out the cancer, but that's where it just gets so goddamn bizarre. <laughs> uh, it really does. I mean, it just I think the whole storyline of having this th- and like when they do the big reveal again, spoil you know, spoiler alert, when they do the big reveal of like young Emily slash Madison in the hospital with this thing and the the hands like coming at you like this like again it was one of those things I'm like is he is this is this on purpose is it supposed to be funny because I did it was sort of hilarious in some ways and like you know they I think they, they tried to kind of make it a little bit of a mystery for the viewer to kind of just follow along so like yeah at the start of the movie right uh we're introduced to madison she's i think maybe a, a nurse or something because she kind of comes home in these like scrubs and her husband's yeah. sitting there watching ufc Ugh. and she's pregnant horror uh, cliche and, horror cliche and she's <laughs> and, and the pregnancy's kind of like getting to her turns out that they've been having some uh some bad luck she's had a couple of miscarriages and he's very bitter about it there's a little bit of domestic violence um and he, you know, slams her head in the back of the wall and, and she like kind of gets concussed, has like, you know, uh, a, a bloody injury essentially. And that kind of sets the, 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 the movie in motion, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you were so concerned about like, is it the baby? Is it the baby at the oh start? Oh my God, like, that is like one of the biggest horror cliches ever. It's like, it's always the unborn child or the, you know, the Damien in waiting, you know? Yeah. So like my, so for me, I started paying attention to that. Right. She, she gets hit in the back of the head and she's like, kind of like it's, she's bloody or whatever. And then, uh, you know, he goes to get her some ice. He feels bad or whatever. She locks him out and she goes to sleep and he goes to sleep downstairs. Um, and that's where we first are introduced to, to Gabriel, Gabriel, this entity of some sort that basically kills, kills the guy. Um, and uh, she confronts Gabriel, quote unquote. Um, and next thing you know, she's like passed out or whatever. And uh, emergency services are called. And so she gets taken to the hospital. It turns out the baby doesn't, the, the baby, the fetus doesn't survive, unfortunately. Um, but what, what stuck out for me was there's no 
discussion of like a doctor addressing her head injury, right? She had this massive, she, That's she true. Gets, her That's head gets true. smacked into this wall. It yep. leaves, it leaves a dent. She's, she's bloody from it. And she goes to the hospital and I feel like they would like acknowledge like, Hey, you have this really bad Intuition? cracked skull or whatever. Right. And we're going to stitch you up. There's no mention of that. So I kind of like put that in my back pocket. And then another thing that mm-hmm. I put my, mm-hmm. in my back pocket were these police officers They show up to the scene of the, you know, cause the husband is dead at this point. Very and dead. like uh, capital D E A D. And uh, one of them says, or, or makes the comment about how it looks uh-huh. like the victim was attacked like from behind like, the ceiling, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like like the the, the handprints or whatever. So it's like, we're, we're and, I, and then I started to kind of pay attention to that, right? Gabriel, if you notice in in, in the movie, kind of looks like it's like the behind of somebody. It, 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 I mean, again, spoilers, but like it, I was starting to catch on. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Gabriel, I think is somehow connected to. Madison and that yeah ends up being the case right connected literally to Madison <laughs> yeah he turns were you, out to, were you expecting that part <laughs> I I sort of was and so I wasn't like completely shocked when that it was the big reveal by the way there, there were a lot of big reveals in the movie you find out that Madison uh and her sister aren't, aren't actually biological she's adopted so there's that, that was, whole backstory that whole scene was you know like the dialogue in this movie was just that whole scene it was so dramatic <laughs> it was so strange to watch in some instances because it's like a horror movie and then this whole secret comes out and the sister's reaction it was like a close-up on her face and I was like are they is this serious like is this you know like I don't know it was it kept there kept being these moments in the movie that I think it had potential to be scary but like these these uh stylistic choices whether on purpose or not kind of would draw me out of the horror part of the movie because I was um you know expecting these kind of horror thrills and I would get these like weird dramatic moments where it's like I'm adopted (laughs) I'm like oh okay I guess it's not that (laughs) scary I don't know yeah yeah I mean I mean the story itself or or the the script itself maybe not the strongest but (laughs) I think that there was just a potential scene in this movie potential that was seen in this movie as like this could be like it's a unique concept it really is it's yeah. very or it's very original and yeah, yeah so uh carrie let's go ahead and just i mean if, if the listener has not caught on at this point why don't you go ahead and spoil it for them who is gabriel what does gabriel end up being so gabriel is a part of um emily who's the little girl slash madison. aka madison yeah yeah her she had a couple name changes in there um uh, Gabriel is a teratoma, which is a, a type of uh, tumor that one can get um, where it actually has bits of human DNA and human cells. And sometimes they can grow um, and it's like hair and teeth and stuff. But in this instance, um, the teratoma that Emily had um, became malignant and out of control and grew and actually became a, you know, deformed um half-grown human person sticking out the back of Emily um who apparently grows well they're connected right the brains are connected that's why they couldn't take him off in the first place because yeah so oh so so they can't so they can't separate them because their brains are connected but that's how 
like they're psychically linked basically right yeah the big the big reveal was that he was this tumor that was like living kind of teratoma and and, and, and like uh what's the word i'm looking for it was like kind of like sucking off life energy what, yeah, what it's the, like what, what, so it like sim sim by yeah symbiosis, yeah. Basically. yeah exactly yeah exactly and so uh he's just kind of like feeding off of her so they they surgically remove as much of him as they can which just begs a lot of questions and i know that we have to suspend reality with these movies but like did the husband never like how good of this of this uh how good was that surgery that like it never came up like on her backside like she's got all this like stitching well, they, like, done or well, whatever I, well that's true the stitching part for sure because that yeah because it was like they were taking her ribs and like putting them back together but like you know and the whole concept of like his brain just being in her brain and so when there's that big reveal and he finally like makes his presence known and he just like splits her skull did he split her skull every time because like you know he he, he was like the husband because oh he wasn't yeah so here so so it was just madison my theory yeah my theory when the husband (laughs) banged her head against the wall that awoke yeah Gabriel. gabriel right exactly okay right so I don't where were we going with this? I don't even know. It was um well we were just revealing who 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 Gabriel ended up being. And right. like you said, like so they, they could only remove so much of him and then kind of put like the last little bit of him like inside her skull because they shared the same brain. And right. that was like one the of big, you, you mentioned yeah. earlier, like the dialogue was just absurd. And I get it, sometimes you know, you're not gonna have, you know, the most amazing writing on these movies and that's fine it was still entertaining so nothing nothing against the writer who wrote this movie because it's a very again a very original concept and I really ended up enjoying this movie not because it was a really good horror movie but because it was just such a fun sort of campy horror movie right. for for the modern age um, but one of my favorite lines is you know Gabriel ha- is, is basically kind of uh, taking over Madison at parts and and so she's not really aware that she's like doing this these things like she's aware that she's that that's happening but she it, she doesn't realize it's her uh, or the backside of her that's that's Gabriel that's that's doing this stuff anyway so she kind of fights back at the end and uh, essentially locks him into like this mental um, prison within their own mind and my favorite part was you know he's like shocked that that she's controlling him because he's so used to controlling her yeah and I loved this line so much because the actress who plays Madison just delivers it with such conviction and yeah. it, I just this is a part that made me laugh right you said that the, the, the chair throwing thing made you laugh yeah. this is what made me laugh she says did you forget we share the same brain <laughs> I mean it's just hokey it's campy it really harkens back campy. again to the, yes. the, the, the trash horror that yes. you're talking about it was so but it was so fucking it was funny and good at the same time I just loved that well and then she follows it up when she like finishes with Gabriel and comes out and her sister's pinned against the wall of the hospital and and you know her sister's like no no you can't do it you're too you know oh yeah you can't let this you can't live this medical uh, bed hospital of bed off of me. <laughs> she says, she says, it, we share, you know, we, we share the same. No, she didn't say we shared the same body. She said we shared the same brain. Um, we like 
if he used my body, if he had the strength in my body, then I have the strength too, or something like that. Yeah, was, something super campy where it was but basically it was again, like, like it was my body all along. So qualities. if he could do it, I can do it. And then yeah, he she basically helps lift the hospital bed off of the uh the younger sister. And yeah, and that's just, basically how the the movie ends. But it right. was just so, so bizarre. <laughs> And it made so much more sense. A lot of these tweets that were, you know, not really revealing anything, but like, I could see why somebody was watching it and going like, this movie is God awful. And I could also appreciate the person who said, I am busting up laughing, waking (laughs) up my dog because this movie is just absurdity. And then my friend who shared the, the meme of Martin Scorsese saying this is cinema because you know what? It was just, it was a fun movie. And I think if you don't take it too seriously, you'll have a blast with it. But yeah. if you go into it thinking it's going to be, you know, you're expecting like a new, a, a good horror movie that's going to truly terrify you. This ain't it. Malignant right. ain't it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, again, my question is, was it intentional? Is this like a, an homage to that trash horror genre? Because if it is like, bravo, because it's you know it is trash horror it definitely has these elements these horror cliches you know a big old haunted house a mental hospital in the middle of the night like parking on a freaking cliff let's talk about that scene yeah that sister <laughs> parked like right up on the edge of the cliff like you couldn't park it a little bit further but i i yeah that was a, a a weird scene you know what this movie reminds me of now that you now that i mentioned now that we're talking about it and yeah. trash horror yeah. it reminds me of like the Freddy versus Jason uh-huh, movie. Uh-huh. So you have like these two original, like actual horror movies of, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger. Right. And then you've got, um, oh crap, what was the? Jason. Were, yeah, but what were the Freddy movies with Jason? Um, nope, I don't know. I've never seen one, so. Oh man, Friday the, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th. Silver Lake, right? I don't know that I, I honestly haven't seen any of them either. <laughs> um, but you've got these two iconic characters and they actually have like really good, I think, maybe or maybe they were kind of trash horror back back then. Right, right. Um, Homage movies. But they yeah. but like they're obviously like well beloved horror movies today. And then you have these this movie studio or these movie studios, like let's just take these two iconic um uh horror icons, iconic horror icons. <laughs> and let's mash them together. Let's have Freddy versus Jason. And it kind of became like a campy yeah. thing. Yeah. And you kind of see that with Malignant. So I don't know if it was like trying to necessarily pay homage or maybe it was just like, hey, this is a unique concept and let's have some fun with it. Right, like, right. It's, it's, it's kind of absurd. So it's, it's not going to be like a true, like terrifying experience. Like maybe a, a slasher film would be um, or a movie based in like the supernatural, but it's just, such a unique concept like we have to make this movie right right and I think if it if that's the case then bravo because I think it landed and it's definitely you know a a good a good a good film in that instance right I think I'm going to try to track down I know at least a, a couple people who are actually horror movie buffs and I want and I want their reaction because they actually probably have the knowledge that we don't in terms of actually knowing and loving Carrie, and a lot of people have horror. a lot of people have the knowledge <laughs> that we don't just in, in general i'm talking about in the horror movie genre specifically because 
you know, they have the knowledge of like seeing these trash horror movies and knowing, you know, kind of that campy horror, um, history that we don't. And so I want to know, you know, how they feel about this movie, if they feel and what they know about James Wan's and his previous movies, if it is something that they can kind of hold as this, like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be this, you know, campy trash horror, or if it was indeed something that they were trying to do seriously and it didn't land where it was supposed to. I don't think, I think, I don't think, I think it's neither. I don't think that they were trying (laughs) to make it intentionally healthy. I don't think that they were trying to make it a true horror film and miss. I think it was just like, this This is is a fun concept. Let's make it. Yeah. And, and in, in that respect, it worked. And I, I credit James Wan for his, um, great direction um Mm -hmm. because uh his style of making movies i think probably elevated it to what it is versus what it could have been i think it could have like actually been like a crappy you know hokey mess yep uh that would not be beloved but i could see this sort of being uh a cult fun movie because of just its sheer absurdity you can't you can't get over that um that jail cell scene very easily that one's gonna stick (laughs) I was going to stick with me for a while, but and again, Doug, Doug and I, cause I got Doug to watch it with me. Doug and I both agreed that that jail cell scene was like the best part of the movie, hands down for the us. It just, it's the, it it's just the reveal and just the, the action. And again, like you said, the camera angles and like all that, that was all just like director and the you know, deaths, director all, and all the, the deaths. The deaths, the deaths oh, yeah. were fun. So it's like, is Madison going to get like prosecuted for any of that? Like, like okay you're getting a little like, you're getting a little too deep into this spend reality right talk about storylines and things that you have to you know like you said suspend reality for sometimes it's just hard pulls you out right anyways so dear listener um we'd love to hear what you thought of this movie so if you have any um comments or if you are a horror uh movie expert we'd love to hear from you so you can reach out to us and uh, find us on all of uh, the major social media channels at IDWTSTpod. And you can always email us at IDWTSTpod at gmail.com. One more thing, Carrie. You know what this movie made me miss? Made me miss Seattle because it's, uh, it's based up yeah. in Seattle. I never got to see, I, I visited Seattle a couple of times. I've, I've yet to experience Seattle Underground, oh, and I want to, right? Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah, so I do. A cool little, such a sidebar, but I just, no. I loved, you know, I loved seeing Seattle as a uh, setting for, yeah. for for a movie. Any any anything based up in PNW is is great to me. But yeah, yeah I guess first- I guess the next movie I'm going to see is Sleepless in Seattle. Ooh, that's a nice. It's a different type of horror. <laughs> you don't <laughs> think it's supposed to be a horror at all? I'm kidding. It was a joke. I was going to say it's a different type of horror. Romance. Because sometimes romance can be a horror. I love my husband. Don't worry. It's just. (laughs) And that's it for uh, this episode of I Don't Want to See That with. Harry. And Kevin. just staring at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I tried really hard and it was a funny joke and I just got nothing from you in return. And I just got flustered and embarrassed and just trailed off. Please keep all of this also at the end of the podcast. Don't cut yet. Keep it all. Hey.